The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Revolutionary Wellness Talk Radio. Your host is Rochelle McLaughlin. It's time to experience radical well-being. Learn to nourish your heart, body, and mind. Manifest your power in the present. And learn to live your life's infinite potential. Now, here's your host, Rochelle McLaughlin. Welcome, everyone. Thank you all so much for tuning in each week. I just learned that Revolutionary Wellness Talk Radio has had almost 7,000 listeners from all over the world in the first three months of its run. And I'm so humbled and deeply grateful for this opportunity to be with here with you each and every week. And I feel so fortunate to get to speak to so many amazing visionaries of our time as we journey towards our own unique experience of revolutionary wellness together because when you feel well, you will bring that wellness into the world. And I would also like to tell you that I have a special message for you all on Revolutionary Wellness Talk Radio's Facebook page this week, so definitely check that out. And I'm so excited to let you know that my extraordinary team and I are preparing to launch Revolutionary Wellness Magazine with the vision of supporting you on your journey towards extraordinary health and wellness. And you can find out more soon on my website at experiencerevolutionarywellness.com. So stay tuned for that amazing publication that will be featuring all of the incredible individuals that I've had so far on the show who are sharing their gifts and their passions with the world. And this week's guests will also be featured in the upcoming publication. My extraordinary guests today, the heirs to our oceans, and I live in an ocean community here in the San Francisco Bay Area. In fact, I pretty much grew up here except for a few years living in Colorado in early childhood. And this is going to sound crazy, but I did not really understand that I lived in an ocean community until my late 20s. And I didn't really appreciate even what that meant until my 30s. Why? Well, I imagine there are many reasons for this, but I have reflected about this. And one potential reason stands out in particular. And that is that I spent most of my childhood in a classroom. And the subjects taught inside those walls were not about my local habitat, they were not about the environment, and they were not about ecology, not even one of them. And another potential reason is that I was busy, much too busy to really notice. And being busy is actually really convenient because then I didn't really need to know what was happening to my environment. I didn't need to really consider what my actions or the actions of my fellow Bay Areans might be doing to our environment, not to mention to our oceans. It would be too painful to stop all the rush and really take the time to consider what was happening. And I understand that this may sound familiar. Well, sacred activist and Andrew Harvey has said that the United States largely lives in a cocoon of privilege. And this statement really resonates with my own experience as it relates to the global challenges we face today. What does Andrew mean about a cocoon? 
my hunch is that our lifestyles, at least in the U.S., keep us very, very much removed from the reality of the situation. And on top of this, we are all so busy and so distracted that there's no time to actually slow down long enough to sit with the enormity of our current global environmental situation, a situation that Andrew Harvey calls apocalyptic. It's quite amazing that I can pretty much go about my day and not really get the gravity of the fact that we really are living in unprecedented times as it relates to pollution, global degradation, species extinction, population explosion, and so on. I I can live out my life largely without recognizing how my choices significantly impact the planet and other people. We all lead very separate lives and often feel isolated and numb. So where do we start and how do we begin to peel back the cocoon and really consider the enormity of the situation? Well, we have begun. Many millions of us are awakening to this reality now more than ever before. And let's begin again today by being inspired by talking to an extraordinary group of people about this very question, this very real situation. Let's take this opportunity and take the time to get a glimpse of what is really happening with our oceans and let us use that knowledge to empower ourselves to become healing agents in the world in our own unique way because every single one of us is needed now more than ever before. And this is isn't about just a few people doing magnanimous things to heal the earth. This is about millions upon millions of us doing simple, ordinary things while making wise choices and acting with love in our hearts. It's about all of us becoming literate about our home and our role in looking after it. And I am so excited to have a group of amazing individuals who are creating a movement to invite us all to turn towards what is really happening to our world's beautiful oceans so that we can work together to create solutions that will positively impact generations to come. So without further ado, allow me to introduce Heirs to Our Oceans. Heirs to Our Oceans is a group of 10 to 13-year-olds taking the ocean crisis into their own hands. It is a global movement, and it is a full-feature movie in the making. These kids are world changers with a mission of empowering youth worldwide to stand up for themselves, their generation, as proponents of awareness of the issues that face our oceans and creating solutions to heal our sick water planet. And I am so excited to have joining us today on the show our three heirs, Charlie Peebler, Dakota Peebler and Abby Subramanian, the Heirs to Our Oceans executive producer, April Peebler, and an Heirs to Our Oceans supporting parent, Dangam Chandreskaran. Charlie Peebler is 12 years old and has thrived in nature always, from time in the woods to time on the ocean's coast, either at the beach, in the waves, in the tide pools, snorkeling or diving. She has a reverence for life and wants all sentient beings to live happily and healthfully. Through time at the ocean side, in classes with naturalists, workshops and lectures at the Monterey Bay Aquarium, Marine Mammal Center, Seymour Center, California Academy of Sciences and Fitzgerald Marine Reserve, a year-long customized class at Marine Science Institute and independent study, Charlie gained a solid knowledge base of the northern Pacific coastline sea life, 
plant and animal life, and she explored coral as a natural resource and studied the issues faced by it. Charlie's deep reverence for the oceans and the life in it have landed her proudly as an heir. Dakota Peebler is 11 years old and has been intent on being on and in the water since she was two years old. At age six, she started to pick up marine mammal books, and four years ago, she got the Guide to Marine Mammals of the World, and it remains one of her favorite books. Through time with her sister Charlie at the Oceanside in various naturalist classes, workshops, and year-long customized classes, Dakota went deeper into her passion for the sea and the life in it. And she became aware of the importance of sea otter conservation through Monterey Bay Aquarium's SORAC program. Dakota thereafter contacted Sea Otter Savvy to learn more about threats to sea otters and how people can prevent harm to this important species. And it was Dakota who, two years ago, said, it's time for a year of learning oceans to save our oceans, which sparked the vision for heirs to our oceans. <clears throat> Abhi Subramanian, is 10 years old and has always had a fondness for animals and being in nature. Abby's interest in the ocean was fostered as a toddler and she and her brother frequently visited the Monterey Bay Aquarium. She learned during the multiple beach visits and as she sat next to him as he studied the rays and the sharks and over the years this love has been nourished by a year-long nature awareness courses such as Wild Child Free School and now Reiki's Reiki's Nature Awareness Programs and a birding course at the Hayward Recreation Center at the age of seven, among others. And this has led to hours of birding with her brother, whether in the Bay Area or during trips to Florida, Hawaii, or India. And over the past year, Abby's interest in animals and especially the otters has honed into learning about the cetacean family, which is the dolphins, porpoises, and whales. And this past year has been instrumental in bringing together her love of animals and nature and her very strong sense of protection for both. She is very proud to be an heir and to use her voice and passion to help preserve the oceans. April Peebler, heirs to our oceans executive director, has been an activist for most of her adult life. When her young daughter Dakota was in preschool and her older daughter Charlie was in kindergarten, April left her profession and decided to homeschool them so that they could study eco and socio-justice issues as an integral part of their curriculum. Six years ago, April developed a learning model that utilized interdisciplinary studies where all subjects, all subject matters, writing, math, science, public speaking, etc., supported an eco or socio-justice theme and taught through project-based hands-on and in-the-field learning, utilizing specialists for various disciplines and experiences. And after seeing her daughter's passion for the health of the natural environment like her own and their reverence for the oceans and the life in it, the Peebler family decided to embark on a journey that would take them well beyond a school year, and they decided to apply the learning model toward being activists in improving the health of the oceans. And as a child in India, supporting parent Tangam Chandra Sekaran was raised by parents who believed in natural living. She has carried this message in her own heart while moving to the U.S. to pursue her master's degrees. Her time at Adwala was instrumental as it brought together this latent message into building a conscious nature-based living. Her love for the oceans was built 
adult as she visited the Monterey Bay Aquarium multiple times with her son Arjun, who was fascinated by the ocean and its creatures. This organically led to the choice to homeschool both her children, Arjun and Abhi, and over the past eight years, Thungam has customized a learning path for her children, which nourished their love for the oceans, nature, art, and music while pursuing academic goals in the context of being a global citizen. She feels privileged to be a part of the heirs to our oceans family and to pursue the path that they have been on in revering nature as well as becoming its protector. Welcome, everyone, to Revolutionary Wellness Talk Radio. Thank you so much, Michelle. (laughs) It's such a pleasure to have you all here. Charlie, can you start us off by helping us understand what is happening to our oceans? What is the human impact on our oceans and how this impact affects your generation in particular? Thank you. So human impact on our oceans is global, not just in a few specific areas. So there are global problems. For example, climate change. Even if there is just one ocean problem, about 10 other problems would arise from that one issue because the entire marine ecosystem is interrelated. So when one problem in in one area continues without stopping or being stopped, the entire planet is affected as we, as humans, depend on our oceans greatly. This is an unfortunate matter for my generation because when the ocean dies, the planet will die. Mm. It's such a, a huge uh, problem, isn't it, Charlie? Yes, and specifically, I am focusing on the human impact of derelict fishing gear, specifically whale entanglements, and also coral reefs, and the human impact that causes them to degrade. With, mm. her, with regards to derelict fishing gear... This is a big problem on our coast for whales. They are regularly entangled in miles-long crab pot lines or fishing lines because we are overfishing, overfishing as the need for seafood goes up in the world. Mm-hmm. Justin Vizbecki of the NOAA reports that this year there was over 60 whale entanglements. That's mm-hmm. a big difference from one in 2005 there was only five whale entanglements. Mm. Unfortunately, responders can only get to 10 to 12 cases a year successfully disentangled. So we need to help save these whales because entanglement results often in whale death as they are unable to afford for food, surface to breathe, can't take care of their young, or they lose their flippers or tails as the ropes slice through. Mm. Mm. With regards to coral, corals support 25% of all known marine life, and yet they cover just 0.2% of the, of, of the ocean's floor. This is a habitat enriched with life that we can't lose in our oceans. There are many ways humans can impact coral, And coral degradation over the last 20 years has been severe. For example, before 1995, there were 600,000 kilometers squared of coral reefs globally. In 1995, there was only 540,000 kilometers squared of these global reefs. Mm. Then, 
in 2015, it was recently discovered that there was only 405,000 kilometers squared of coral reefs left. This is a severe degradation. And if we continue on this path, we will only have 303,750 kilometers squared of reefs globally. This is, uh, this, these reefs will have been degraded by 50%. But there's, wow. but there's still hope for coral. Dr. Ruth Gates in the Gates Coral Lab at the, Science, at the University of Hawaii has been working on corals that are resistant to ocean acidification and climate change, two of the biggest dangers to coral. These so-called super corals are then transplanted into reefs that are nearly destroyed or need a huge helping hand. Mm -hmm. We can also... We can also change our lifestyle to be more prudent for corals' health. Some sunscreens use chemicals that are severely degrading to coral. Mm -hmm. We need to help save our corals. Otherwise, our ocean marine ecosystem might be going down and die. Mm. Wow. Abby, I know you are. Your focus is on the dolphin, dolphins, and porpoises. Can you speak to their significance in our marine ecosystem? Sure. There are three main reasons why dolphins are important in the marine ecosystem. First of all, dolphins are very important due to due to their status as top level predators in the marine ecosystem. They eat a variety of fish, including squid and cod. When the dolphins are taken out of their ecosystem, these populations go unchecked. For example, more squid eat more shrimp, which then affects whales who depend on shrimp and krill for their food source. Mm -hmm. So this also affects the whale population as well. Second of all, dolphins not only help the marine ecosystem, but they help humans as well. Dolphins eat old and sick fish and therefore decrease the chances of us eating infected fish and falling sick. By doing this, they also help to maintain a healthy fish population. Mm-hmm. And most importantly, dolphins serve as a biological indicator due to their top predator status. When there is an injured or sick dolphin, scientists know that there is something wrong with their ecosystem. For instance, when dolphins are found with the problem with their immune system, scientists know that there are issues to be addressed, such as water pollution from agricultural, residential, and industrial runoff. So we, it is time to take a short break, and if it's possible, we'll have Dakota um, speak to the impact of sea otters and the importance of the sea otters on the marine ecosystem uh, for future gener- generations. Excuse me. So before we go, I'd like to just share a quick 
quote by Carolina Dratva, the Development Director of Marine Conservation Institute and Mission Blue, regarding the AIRS teaser launch event that was on November 15th, 2016. She says, this evening was truly one of the most inspiring evenings of my life. I wish all of you ocean advocates could have been there. The inspiration, passion, eloquence, intelligence of these children is beyond description. I welcome you to support the AIRS, to learn about them, to be inspired. They really remind us why it is that we do what we do. My guests today are Charlie Peebler, Dakota Peebler, Abhi Subramanian, April Peebler, and Dangam Chandreskaran of Airs to Our Oceans. You can connect with Airs to Our Oceans via their website and follow their movement, support the movement, and get involved at airstooroceans.com. You can also follow Airs to Our Oceans on Facebook and Instagram. We will be right back with Airs to Our Oceans after these messages. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Do you know that you were born to experience revolutionary wellness? Have you wondered why extraordinary physical, mental, and emotional health has eluded you? Do you know that your infinite personal power resides right here in the present moment? People all over the world are awakening to their birthright, revolutionary wellness. Introducing the Experience Revolutionary Wellness Coaching Program. Log on today to begin your journey into the mystery and join our virtual village. The world, now more than ever, needs you to feel revolutionarily well. Explore and integrate new ways of being. Learn to access your own unique treasure, the wisdom that is right there inside you, waiting to be revealed. Experience a renewed, vivid, and nourishing relationship with yourself and the world around you. When you experience revolutionary wellness, you will be the change you wish to see in the world. Log on to experiencerevolutionarywellness.com today and join Rochelle on an adventure into your own unique journey toward revolutionary wellness. You're listening to Revolutionary Wellness Talk Radio. Rochelle is an internationally known meditation teacher, clinician of mind and body medicine, lifestyle change, and self-healing. She's an author, speaker, and creator of Experience Revolutionary Wellness Virtual Village. If you would like to reach Rochelle, send an email to Rochelle at experiencerevolutionarywellness.com. Again, that's Rochelle at experiencerevolutionarywellness.com. Now back to Revolutionary Wellness Talk Radio. This group of kids is unstoppable, and unstoppability is the best character trait anyone could ever imagine having, especially when it is aligned with fixing what's broken on our planet and with our people. This is a quote from Dr. Wallace J. Nichols, author of Blue Mind. My guests today are Charlie Peebler, Dakota Peebler, Abhi Subramanian, April Peebler, and Tangam Chandrasekharan of Ours. Heirs to Our Oceans. Heirs to Our Oceans is a group of 10 to 13-year-olds taking the ocean crisis into their own hands. It's a global movement and a full feature movie in the making. 
These kids are world changers with the mission of empowering youth worldwide to stand up for themselves, their generation, as proponents of awareness of the issues that face our oceans and creating solutions to heal our sick water planet. You can connect with Heirs to Our Oceans via their website, www.heirstooroceans.com. You can also follow Heirs to Our Oceans on Facebook and Instagram. Welcome back, everyone. Hello. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, so, Dakota, if you wouldn't mind, we um, went to break before you could share the impact on sea otters and the importance of sea otters in the marine ecosystem for future generations. If you could start there. Thank you. So, my area of focus here in Northern California is sea otters. Sea otters are really important because they are a keystone species, which means they are a crucial piece to the habitat they live in. They are a keystone species because they protect kelp. And kelp, along with the other marine botanicals of the ocean, gives us more than 70% of our oxygen. According to Elliot Norse, founder of the Marine Conservation Institute, when you take two breaths, one of those breaths, one of those breaths came from the ocean. Also, kelp absorbs vast amount of carbon from our atmosphere. And kelp is a huge habitat for many animals, including which we eat. Sea otters protect kelp because they are a top predator to sea urchins. And sea urchins eat kelp. And so when the sea otter populations go down, the urchin populations will increase at an astonishing rate. Then the urchins will eat all the kelp, creating an urchin barren, which is literally a desert of urchins. Mm. So we need our sea otters and we need our kelp. Professors Chris Wilmers and James Estes from the University of California, Santa Cruz, have combined 40 years of data on otters and kelp bloom from Alaska's Aleutian Islands and along the Pacific coast to Vancouver Island. Their research illuminated how sea otters act as climate defenders when they inhabit kelp forests. Their findings were published in Frontiers in Ecology and the Environment. Here is what they shared. Kelp forests, accompanied by sea otter defenders, sequester as much as 12 times the amount of CO2 from the atmosphere than kelp forests with unchecked sea sea urchin populations. The presence of otters increases kelp forest carbon storage by 4.4 to 8.7 megatons annually. It would take three to six million passenger cars to equal the amount of carbon dioxide pumped into the atmosphere. Calculating with the current price of carbon on the European carbon market, the carbon sequestered by kelp forests protected by sea otters would be worth 205 to 400 million dollars. The U.S. would like to meet a commitment of just a 17% reduction from 2005 carbon pollution levels by 2020, with the ultimate goal of reducing carbon pollution by 83% below 2005 levels by 2050. Managing Seattle population creates healthier ecosystems, healthier and healthier kelp forests sequester more carbon from the atmosphere. 
It's so fascinating, Dakota. Thank you so much for sharing all of that. And I would love to uh, shift now if Abby could share about what it is that the Heirs to Our Oceans is doing to make a difference. And if she could, if Abby, you could talk about the movement. Sure. The main goal of Heirs to Our Oceans is to educate, inspire, and empower a movement of heirs around the world so we can solve this ocean crisis together. We know that once kids are educated about the challenges our generation and future generations will face, they will be inspired to speak up and take a stand. Our first global outreach effort is happening in the next week as a few heirs are making their way to Palau to connect with the children there. That sounds so amazing and fascinating. So Dakota, I know you were um, going to share some information about the marine protected areas in regards to what Airs to Our Ocean is doing with that. Yes. So another one of my focus areas in Palau this time is about um, marine protected areas. And marine protected areas, or MPAs, are so important for the oceans and for preserving and healing and restoring our oceans for future generations us um, and our children. Mm-hmm. There are different levels of marine protected areas. There are really strict and well conserved marine protected areas where you cannot go and you cannot take any resources out of this marine protected area. Um, and some in Palau, you can't, humans can't even dive there because it's, so, it's such a delicate ecosystem. For example, where the dugongs are because they are nearly extinct. There are other marine protected areas that are not so heavily guarded where you can go in and you, you can swim around, but you still cannot fish there. And then some marine protected areas, you can fish, but you can only fish certain types of um, fish and mm-hmm. So we work with the Marine Conservation Institute's GLORIES program, which stands for Global Ocean Re- Refuge System. And their goal is to protect 30% of the oceans by 2030. And mm-hmm. they do not actually protect do they do not actually make the marine protected areas? They try to inspire the government to protect the the oceans by giving them really special awards so that other governments will hopefully um, do the same. Um, Wonderful. We also we also um, are proud to be in a with, uh, alliance partnership with Min, um, Sylvia Earls nonprofit organization Mission Blue and. They have these locations of the water of the ocean called hope spots. A hope spot is a place with a special abundance of diversity of species, unusual or representative species, habitats or ecosystems. Um, they are they have particular populations of rare, threatened or endemic species, and a hope spot is a site with potential to reserve damage from negative human impacts. And MPAs, or marine protected areas, are really important, but we need to also reduce human impact because climate change and plastic pollution don't have boundaries. So they can still come in to the marine protected areas. And so we need to think about creating MPAs and reducing human impact. Mm 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's fascinating. Thank you for sharing that, Dakota. And Charlie, you were going to talk about the ocean, the airs of our oceans, the airs themselves being active. Can you share about that? Yes. Uh, thank you for so much for having us here. Mm-hmm. You're, it's a, such a pleasure, Charlie. Thank you so much, all of you, for being here with me. So, airs for oceans is active in itself. We are doing beach cleanups, going to protests, and we even went to Standing Rock recently. Mm. We have been, we have been, we went to Standing Rock because they are protecting their water, and all waterways are connected because our planet is a water planet. This is what Wallace J. Nichols, of who created the Blue Mind Initiative, taught us. Because he showed us, he gave us these blue marbles to share, and he sh- told us that this blue marble is what it, our Earth looks like from a million miles away. Because we are a blue planet, we are a water planet, mm-hmm. and so we give these marbles to represent that we are thankful that they are protecting our water. So we gave them, we gave the marbles mm-hmm. to children at Standing Rock because they are helping protect our water planet. That's so beautiful. So inspiring, Charlie. April, as the founder of the program, is there something you would like to add in terms of hope for our oceans for future generations? I would. Um, Part of what motivates me is because I'm a mother. Aside from caring about just the health of our planet generally, as a mother, I'm concerned about where we choose to go with our values and our time and our energies and uh, where, I, where I see the ocean crisis um, being currently is a place to not be ignored any longer. And so what I'm realizing in terms of, you know, the 17 heirs that we have right now who are learning through, the, this is school for them. This is their school. So all that they do from, like you mentioned earlier, their interdisciplinary studies with math, with research writing, with science, with public sp- speaking, skill building, is all feeding into this solving real world problem. Um, In this case, it's the ocean crisis. And so if we have 17 kids at the, in the middle school age range, 10 to 13, who are already processing these issues, learning deeply about them, they're all working directly with experts. Some of the, some are the top in their field um, with each of these um, focus areas that the kids have. And the focus areas run the gamut. It's from the various uh, uh, impact on our oceans. So you have um, derelict fishing gear, like Charlie mentioned. You have plastics. You have ocean acidification, climate change. Um, And then throughout the natural resources, some areas are focusing on the marine botanicals, some on marine mammals, some on the fisheries, and uh, coral. And then it goes off into the realm of policymaking and legislation. We have two areas that are specifically focusing on how to protect our ocean resources through the legislative process. And so with the the gamut of focus, each of them have at minimum three experts that they're working directly with to get cutting edge and current information from in terms of really what's happening to the oceans, in terms of what are the hopes, um, the hope pieces uh, around all of this doom and gloom and, and how can I be innovated as a youthful person um, going about to, to process solution. 
Um, if only all of our middle-aged school children were learning this way, they had a hold of a real-world problem, and all of their subject matters were feeding into it, and they were learning critical thinking um, skills and creative thinking skills and problem-solving uh, problem skills, then we would have this generation coming up, rising up, hopefully looking at career trajectory along the lines of, I'm working toward the better, not the problem. I'm not going to be a part of the problem. I'm going to be a part of the solution. Um, we would have a real upswell of youth ready to take charge and be active by the time they hit university, well-informed and having utilized all of that processing ability in, in working through the issue starting at middle school age. So an educational reform piece is a significant part of this. And just for me as a mother, I would like to see many, many, many more children out there in my daughter's age range, in their generation, working toward bettering the planet, considering the state of the oceans right now. Um, yeah, so thank you for asking, Michelle. Wow, that's so inspiring, April. Thank you so much for sharing, and that's may that be so, absolutely. Dungam, as a key and supporting parent in this program, is there anything else that you believe can lead to healthy oceans for future generations? Uh, thank you, Rochelle. I think I just wanted to add to April's point about education. Mm-hmm. One of the things that we noticed as we uh, attended talks along with the other heirs, especially in a place called the Center for Blue Economy that's based out of Monterey Bay, is that economics drives uh, policy change. Mm-hmm. So a big focus for us here is to help our children understand and communicate with other children that the choices that they make with regard to the ocean have a cost as well as a benefit and to look at all these choices in terms of a cost benefit and um, uh, uh, to add to April's point we we are also realizing that uh, while we custom school our children and we've made this entire year about just ocean conservation it doesn't have to be restricted towards uh, just custom school children because uh, kids in other schools could just start a club meet mm-hmm. once once a week with their fellow conservationists and by the time that they graduate out of school they would be well prepared to take on all the challenges that need to be faced uh, in the upcoming years wow Yes, that all sounds so fantastic. And again, may may that all unfold. And it feels like your movement is spreading that message uh, around the world. And I'm so excited to to be able to have this platform to share your message with the world. And it is time to take a short break. But before I go, I'd like to share a quote by writer and filmmaker Chandra Castleton, who said, there is abundant hope out there. Just check out these kids. There could be an Heirs to Our Oceans Club at every school someday. My guests today are Charlie Peebler, Dakota Peebler, Abhi Subramanian, April Peebler, and Dangam Chandra Sekaran of Heirs to Our Oceans. You will want to connect with Heirs to Our Oceans via their website and follow their movement and get involved at www.heirstooroceans.com. That is spelled H E I R. S-T-O-O-U-R-O-C-E-A-N-S.com. That's heirs to our oceans.com. And you can follow Heirs to Our Oceans on Facebook and Instagram. We will be right back with Heirs to Our Oceans.
Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Do you know that you were born to experience revolutionary wellness? Have you wondered why extraordinary physical, mental, and emotional health has eluded you? Do you know that your infinite personal power resides right here in the present moment? People all over the world are awakening to their birthright, revolutionary wellness. Introducing the Experience Revolutionary Wellness Coaching Program. Log on today to begin your journey into the mystery and join our virtual village. The world, now more than ever, needs you to feel revolutionarily well. Explore and integrate new ways of being. Learn to access your own unique treasure, the wisdom that is right there inside you, waiting to be revealed. Experience a renewed, vivid, and nourishing relationship with yourself and the world around you. When you experience revolutionary wellness, you will be the change you wish to see in the world. Log on to experiencerevolutionarywellness.com today and join Rochelle on an adventure into your own unique journey toward revolutionary wellness. Listening to Revolutionary Wellness Talk Radio. Rochelle is an internationally known meditation teacher, clinician of mind and body medicine, lifestyle change, and self healing. She's an author, speaker, and creator of Experience Revolutionary Wellness Virtual Village. If you would like to reach Rochelle, send an email to Rochelle at experiencerevolutionarywellness.com. Again, that's Rochelle at experiencerevolutionarywellness.com. Now back to Revolutionary Wellness Talk Radio. Welcome back, everyone. Margaret Mead is known to have said, never doubt the power of a small group of committed people to change the world. In fact, it is the only thing that ever has. And as I imagine you can sense, from this interview today that this group of heirs of heirs to our oceans is committed and they are changing the world. My guests today are heirs to our oceans, Charlie Peebler, Dakota Peebler, Abhi Subramanian, executive producer, April Peebler and supporting parent, Dangam Chandrasekharan, and you can connect with Heirs to Our Oceans via their website. It's heirstooroceans.com, and you can follow Heirs to Our Oceans on Facebook and Instagram. Dakota, would you be up for starting to just open up the conversation about about what it is that what what values are based within your movement, the Heirs to Our Oceans movement? Can you start there? Of course. So I really value education. Every child should learn why the oceans are important and how to protect them. For example, lots of Americans think sharks are evil, man-eating monsters, wanting nothing more than to eat humans. And that is not true. Humans harm each other more than sharks harm humans, and humans kill a lot more sharks than sharks kill humans. This is only due to a lack of education and too much fear. Sharks, sharks are actually an important part of our marine ecosystem as an apex predator keeping other species in check. 
If something goes awry with a shark population, then the ecosystem gets thrown off as the food chain becomes disturbed. Many species of sharks are at risk of becoming extinct. Education can help people understand how our marine ecosystem and, and the importance of life within. Yes. And Charlie, how about you? Would you be able to share? Yes, thank you. I value kids who are passionate about saving our oceans. I want more kids around the world to stand up as heirs to our oceans. We cannot do this alone. We need a lot of kids in our generation standing up and making a change to feel empowered. That's beautiful. And uh, Dakota and Charlie, you wanted to say something about um, just getting out there and what to do. What can we do? Where can we start? Um, so we do um, beach cleanups. We are mm-hmm. activists attending protests, such as keeping cetaceans in the oceans and helping our fellow water protectors at Standing Rock. We speak out at events about the importance of the next generation in solving the ocean crisis and how we are getting educated about the issues. And we are working to create an upswell of air through our oceans everywhere so that together we we kids as a global community can solve the problem for our generation. Mm-hmm. That's wonderful. And can you speak to the Airs to Our Oceans movement? What is ahead? What is ahead for the movement? So, Airs to Our Oceans and Our Oceans can use your support in many ways for okay. our oceans. Please make an effort to buy and use less plastic, including packaging and products with microplastics. Especially before the rains, don't let plastics go down into your drain. And commit to beach and shoreside cleanups to pick up the plastics that make their way into the sea. Mm-hmm. You can also make a commitment to stop eating seafood that is unsustainable and using over-harvested kelp products. There are many island cultures that rely upon these food sources for protein and nutrients. And our marine mammals need the diminishing forage fish population for its nutrition. And a lot of sea life need the kelp for its habitat, not to mention we need it to breathe. Mm-hmm. You can eat either sustainable seafood or, still better, just cut seafood completely out of your diet. To look at on what sustainable is what is sustainable or not, look at Monterey Bay Aquarium's Seafood Watch. Also, you can prevent land sea pollution by not using fertilizers, herbicides, and pesticides, and don't flush your cat poop down the toilet. Also, try to use less fossil fuels to the extent possible. Make your vote heard, and as a consumer, push toward a change in our planet toward towards less reliance on fossil fuels. Wonderful. And how can we support Airs to Our Oceans? Support Airs to Our Oceans, there are many ways. You can help fund our global movement initiative and the film that will document our journey. There's a place to donate right on our website, www.airstoouroceans.com. We are funded through a 501c3 nonprofit called Be Ascendi with a mission of empowering youth 
through activist learning, so your donations are tax deductible. You can connect us with educators, school administrators, large youth groups, and other groups of kids who may be interested in getting an Air Store Oceans chapter going at their school. You can donate your time to help us. We are in near need of volunteer staff to keep our work going. You can also introduce us to people who may have an interest in what we are doing and who might be willing to support. Share our website and our Facebook page with others. Tell people about what we are doing. It's amazing. And we do have a few more minutes. Can you talk about the film and give us uh, just a teaser about what's, what's coming up? Of course. So you can see our fundraising reel on our website. And the film will be your typical documentary about 90 minutes long on how human impact on our oceans is affecting the future generations. But unlike most documentaries, it will be us kids on the main screen. It won't be most it won't be adults and gray hairs. We <laughs> are leading this movement and leading the movie. And the movie is also about our journey in starting the global movement from the ground up. Each of the kids is focusing on their their area, their topic, and they're going into the latest research and they're, no pun intended, deep diving into their studies. <laughs> it sounds so great. Yes, keep going. Go ahead. We have been in contact with experts in our fields, and we have interviewed them for our fundraising reel. And how are you connecting with the experts? Do, do, do you feel like, I imagine, they're so thrilled to have you be so um, inspired and such hard workers and really going out and doing all the work that you're doing. I imagine that they're, they make themselves available. How has that been for you guys? It's been amazing. The amount of time and dedication that they have put into this project, it's, it's, re- it's really been a gift beyond belief, and we are so lucky to have them been working with us. They're <sighs> When we talk to them, they're really open to the ideas we place down on the table. It's, it's a really great opportunity. Wow. And I know you three, I believe, are on your way to Palau. Can you talk a little bit about that? What's the outreach going to be there? So it will be me and Dakota and another heir, Elliot. And we are going to collaborate with the children there to be a global uh, for a global community so that we can show that we are going to connect with other people, um, connect with other nations. And specifically, we picked this nation because it's an island nation, and they are affected by human impact all, um, from the world. And this is a really big problem because... We need the species that are in our island nations because they are enriched with life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I imagine that the, the islanders, you know, the, the um, native peoples are so affected by um, just their, you know, the pollution and what is happening to their oceans. You know, being in an island nation, it's their... Um, you know, they don't have such expansive landscapes like we might 
like we have in the United States to draw upon, that it's very fragile systems and ecosystems that they live live in and with there. So um, it seems like such a natural place to go. And will Palau be a part of the film? Yes, it will. Okay. And what, what kind of training other than, um, you know, learning about the oceans themselves, is there other special training that you've had to obtain in the process of this uh, movement? We are working on our dive certifications. Um, wow. The heirs are working on our dive certifications. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We are also uh, learning speaking skills um, mm-hmm. and how to present and how to do a corporate pitch. That's amazing. That's all- fantastic. Yes, go ahead. Um, we're also collaborating with Glories, which I talked about a little bit about earlier, um, with the Marine Conservation Institute to help them with their Glories program and spread the word. Yes, I imagine all of that, you know, the marketing and um, fundraising is probably yeah. a huge component of this um, movement as well. So all those skills, I'm sure, just are incredible that you're developing them at the at, at your age and it's so exciting and so inspiring and I I hope that our show today can help um, just get the word out and all I mean that we have listeners all over the world so I hope that just having your your voices be heard on this platform that it that there are people out there that are inspired to bring airs to our oceans and programs that you're creating into their schools I think that's such an excellent place to start and to um, just educate our children so that they are empowered to uh, to make a difference and to help heal our oceans. So thank you all so much for doing what you're doing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you really so much. So my guests today have been heirs to our oceans, heirs Charlie Peebler, Dakota Peebler, Abby Subramanian, executive producer April Peebler, and supporting parent Thangam Chandrasekharan. And the heirs would like to leave you with a special heirs, mess, heirs to our oceans message that... Every little thing we do to save our oceans for our generation is joined by someone else out there in the world doing something too. It is the everyday things we do that matter and we just need to believe that we can all make a difference. That we can all make a difference. Yes, and you can find out more about everything at www.airstoouroceans.com. Follow their movement on Facebook and support the movement in any way that moves you. Thank you so much, dear Airs to Our Oceans, for being with us today on Revolutionary Wellness Talk Radio and for your bravery, your courage, and your strength as you face head-on the global crisis that is our oceans and that they our oceans are currently experiencing it has been such a pleasure to have you all here on revolutionary wellness talk radio and to inspire us all to make meaningful lifestyle changes and to call us to act from our own broken hearts as we collectively create a new vision for how we are to live in the world and on this beautiful planet we all call home so thank you all so very much it's been my pleasure. Thank it's been you. My so pleasure. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you so Thank much. You. Thank, Thank you. Thank you.
Thank you. It's been my pleasure. And to all of my listeners, I would love for you to join me next week right here for a wise and nourishing conversation on food and the hunger for connection with locavore pioneer, author, sustainable agriculturalist, and chef Jessica Prentice of Full Moon Feast and Three Stone Hearth. If you have ever felt disconnected or as though something significant may be missing from your life, you won't want to miss our conversation. I'm very much looking forward to being with Jessica next week. And be sure to log on to Revolutionary Wellness Talk Radio's Facebook page as I have a special message for you there for all of my listeners. I also have special resources is listed on my radio page on my website at experiencerevolutionarywellness.com or anywhere else that you can connect with me as I would love to stay in touch with you and to share more of what I have to offer with you. I am so deeply grateful to have this opportunity to be here with you all on Revolutionary Wellness Talk Radio. Thank you so much for joining me on this journey. Until next time, I'm Rochelle McLaughlin. May you be well. Thank you for opening your heart and mind to a new way of being, to greater degrees of self-compassion and wellness, and your experience of your own infinite potential with Revolutionary Wellness Talk Radio. Join host Rochelle next Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern Time to turn courageously toward your own unique experience of health and wellness here on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Remember, you too can experience revolutionary wellness. 